Welcome to Sharon Feelings. My name is Chris Sharon. Hey everyone, happy you're here. Today is an extra special day. I got to chat with a man I've known and had the pleasure of watching on stage for several years. I have always looked up to him as an artist and now as the beautiful human he is. Please welcome Mr. Jelani Remy. Jelani is a Broadway superstar and truly a legend in the making. He does it all and is possibly the biggest, brightest ball of sunshine you will ever meet. We talk all about using our gifts or what he calls sorcery for good and how tunnel vision can cause us to block our blessings. He shares with me moments of struggle, heartbreak, and defeat, but reminds me of our own unique journey. One filled with endless possibility, where opportunity meets preparation and every day is lived full out. Jelani effortlessly welcomes me to a time before career and questioning and doubt, a time when our imagination was our guide and the joy of life was in playing pretend. Enjoy. Yes, my friend. Okay, here we are. Let me sit in my car. That's better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the car's my happy place. Okay, I love it. Awesome. So where are you at right now? Are you in New Jersey? Yeah, I'm in Jersey, in Hillside. My brother lives in Hillside. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, he just bought a house, so it's like, it's been a lot of projects we've had to do, and like he's got a full basement down there, so it's, it works out perfectly. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> I, that must be so nice, just not only getting to be with family, but... You get to work on tasks. I always feel like when I have a project to do, do yeah, yeah, yeah. like it it doesn't matter what it is as long as there's like, I don't know, anything to do, you can just sort of like focus your mind and just like get it done and feel more accomplished. And then all of a sudden come back to you, like you're in like a musical jam, put up some drywall. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? You can take breaks. There's no time. Absolutely. No, dude, what, honestly, what is time anymore? I I feel like so focused on like, you know, what am I doing with my time? You know, like, how am I filling it? That's just it. That's what I mean by what what is time? Because like you have, we now don't have the things, well, I'll speak for myself, but I didn't have the thing that I was sort of using sometimes to like map whatever, you know, because I had the shows, I had my schedule, had our normal schedule. We had our sort of rat race of the city. So in that sort of like stripped, like you then take the time to figure out how to deal, how to sort of be creative, how to how you just sort of navigate your things and your isms and whatnot. So it's been a really interesting sort of ride that way. Yeah, absolutely. So back to what is now like a year from now, industry shuts down. What happened to you? I was actually on vacation. <laughs> 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 Amazing! That so, just that. I was in Tulum on vacation oh, at a wedding, actually. Oh and my! Then I found out that the world is different. I think I got COVID coming back. Wow! That was my sort of exposure. There's two days I just felt down and out, and then the smell and taste thing happened. But um, I bounced back pretty quick, praise the Lord. But like, I just didn't know what it was, you know. And then like everything stopped, and then it was like we couldn't go to work we couldn't couldn't go outside and everything got scary and it was just at first we thought it was a snow day right but like then it it was a lot more than that and then it became like okay well what do we do when do we go back and there were no sort of answers so it got sort of dark and it got really like crazy you know because then like once you realize that it's like okay well what do i do what do i do 
Hmm. And then, like, I didn't want to sing on the internet. I didn't want to do all that stuff because it's not, I was, I'm not used to that. I didn't want that. Yeah. So I sat on the couch and watched the news. Wow. <laughs> that was not good. That was not good. And then it's like, what? I've never had time off like this. So it became sort of like, okay, well, what am I without the gig? Who am I? Every time 7 o'clock rolled around, I was like, and then, like, outside, all you heard was sirens and things like that. So it just became unbelievable state. But also, like, I, that place is my outlet. So, like, how do I get my, get my juice? How do I get my mojo? How do I, where is that coming from? And, like, I'm a person that thrives on a human connection. I love telling a story and having people go on the journey with me. So it's tricky to then put me in a box. And I have to have strong Wi-Fi. <laughs> and I have to have a ring light. And I have to have the right sound equipment. I have to, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and you got to set it all up yourself, and then you do it all yourself. And it's got to be in 4K. Yeah. And it's got to have a backdrop, and it's got to do this, and linear that, and pull it to this drive, and pull out from that drive, yeah. and then it's a whole whole new realm. It's humbling for sure. I mean, like we're all sort of thrown. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and so many people have just absolutely the carpet ripped from under them and just had to like figure out how to live life. And it's, well, ins- that was it. Like I realized the other way, the latter way of, of like sitting at home and just sulking was not going to work. I had to figure out how to reinvent myself and yeah. adapt to this, to this madness. And I started teaching and seeing the, the hunger and younger kids wanting to learn from me or talk to me or like learn and talk to me, or I got to see their progression. And that was like, okay okay, yes, yes, that sort of lit the spark back in me to then sing on the internet and do a cabaret, and then which led me to start writing my own cabaret, wow. which led me to start just like writing in general and, and, and sort of putting together my own shows. So I like then started directing shows for Broadway Cares, which is wonderful because they let me sort of do my thing, and I got to curate a show that I felt like came from my heart, you know, that looked like the world we live in. I got to cast diverse people doing their things and I, I didn't want to try and mold them but I got to direct my friends and people that I've always wanted to work with and we raised a lot of money to help people and that's it. That, that, that I was like okay this is what this time is about it's about putting on your creative hat whichever hat that is because there's multiple layers to our you know our abilities and so why don't you explore that keep exploring that and I got to raise like over $150,000 for people that need it you know wow. what I mean that's incredible and like that that was like okay your purpose is redefined. Yes, yes. The idea of purpose is so much more broad than we realize. And I think like who we are and how we behave and and our intentions and the kind of people that we want to be, that defines our purpose. And so like you said, the creative outlet, the avenue that you go down can be different. It can be a lot of different things. Um, But it's sort of how you carry that out that defines your purpose, I think. Yeah, you gotta turn your tunnel vision into a broader spectrum. You gotta you gotta really open up that that iris and see all of the blessings that are around you and the outlets that are around you and how you then can use your crafts and like sorcery for good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And really do something that's meaningful, right? Like, you yeah. want something meaningful, and that's that's what I then focus my energy into. But don't get me wrong, like, I also, like, monopolized on having this time to, like, rest my bones or eat or eat. <laughs> or like just like be you know because like this will never happen again right I also time to inter- well I hope not um, right. I time to like, interview my relatives like I talked to them on the phone for hours and I just got their stories about their you know migrating to America or like you know family drama <laughs> or like you know but like I had I had the time so why not like, yes 
and then like you know I, I became close with my friends you know and like we were able to see each other we planned a trip together and we got to see each other and it was amazing or right. I took myself on road trips or things like that you know I got to see things and spend time places that like I had no business being but like I, I wanted to see like why not absolutely like, you had to feed my mind feed your soul and like make the most of this you know you turn your traumas into triumphs <sighs> love that man you know, that I, I did not make that up, but somebody told me that. Love that. Yeah, I mean, that's basically, you know, what we're all trying to fight for this past year. I mean, I really hope that we hold on to this this idea of connection and support uh-huh. and give to receive, you know? Or just give. Yeah, just give, man. You know, like... If you can. For if sure. If you can. Like, and that goes for monetary. That goes for time. That goes for a lot of things. If you can. I and guess, also, yeah. people have to understand when people say no. You know, that's the other thing I struggled with saying no. I still do, but like that's the thing that I've realized that I've had to work on is like because if you give so much, what do you have left for yourself? You know, or what what is the what is the cost of you sort of stretching yourself at all angles? Yeah, for sure. Well, you got to take care of yourself, but there's a balance, right? There's a balance of what you give, and hopefully, what you give is what you get as well. Like, like I thrive on seeing my students succeed. You know yeah. what I mean? So I give them my time, but in turn, like I see their progression and I see their growth and that's a wonderful thing you know or if i'm gonna produce or sing something i guess or do do a project i want to make sure that it's a project that i enjoy yes <laughs> you know something that i enjoy doing something that i want to do or something that like i i feel like i can learn from or work with people that are going to make me better yeah and i'm interested in that aspect of it like i guess like how do you know it's something no it's something that i've learned so how do i know I, I don't say yes immediately. You take the time to really do the research on it and see if it's something that is worth your while, if you enjoy it. Or do the research on the person that, that's interviewing you. You know, Do the research on the, on the piece, on the writer of the script. Do research on what the character is You know, and see if you're right for it, if it's worth you, know, you really investing your time and energy into. Or, like, sometimes I just like to do things on a whim. Like, there's also the balance of, like, I'm going to just do this anyway. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I want to that's fun but that also feels like a very genuine thing if in the moment you're just like let's go let's do it you know that's yeah (laughs) let's go I think as much as I talk about and think about you know trying to you know like you said put put time and attention to things make sure this is really what you want you've done the research in the same you know breath you know Fuck it, man. You know, we only about balance. <laughs> we, are, we are actors. We're, we put on plays so I get to play. I'll play. Yes. And if it's horrible, I'm going to have fun doing it. But, like, no, you're expected to be great. You're yeah. But, but also, like, what is great? Right. For me, greatness is feeling like myself has been seen. You know, that I connect with an audience that, like, we've shared laughs. We've shared meaningful moments. But, like, I know what I can do. I know like, where I am. Like I, I know where I can thrive. Like, and I, and I, but I also don't want to be limited. I don't want to be limited. Sure. You know, but I'm more of like the fourth wall breaker. You yeah. know, I'm that sort of, you know, cabaret sort of, you know, I want to giggle. I want to laugh. I want to have a good time. And, yes. and I hope that shines through in what I do. Like, yeah, you got to figure out your deck and figure out what's in that deck and like, what's a power card. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, you have your two of hearts, but, like, what's your king? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know that's, I mean? that's it, man, because... I find that those that? things will find you. Uh-huh. You know, somehow it finds you. Uh-huh. And that, that's just you sort of being you. 
Uh, yeah. You know, like I found that my most struggles when I try to fit a mold, that's when I sort of failed, you know, because I, I, I lost the meat in it. And that is like where the unhappiness comes in too. Because if you're trying to like conform or you're not really showing your heart or like it's not vibing throughout your body, like it's gonna, it's gonna, it becomes work. It takes ups, it takes downs, it takes real things to, def- to, to figure out you're you. And it's also ever changing. You know, yep. it's ever changing. And you just put it so simply, which is like, I don't know that there is ever a sort of one way path to get from no. here to there, you know? There isn't. There's no one way ticket to that, to great, to, to your goal. There's many routes, but like that tunnel vision blocks you from, from many things that help you along the way. We pardon this interruption to introduce Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS, a nonprofit fundraising organization at the heart of the American theater community. This organization helps all people across the country receive life-saving medications, health care, nutritious meals, counseling, and emergency financial assistance. Since 1988, Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS has raised more than $300 million for essential services for people with HIV AIDS and other critical illnesses. Their mission is to not only raise awareness, but to promote and encourage public support for programs and services that benefit people with HIV AIDS, uniting theater artists and audiences from all over to give back and help those in need. To view upcoming events, make a donation, volunteer, create a fundraiser, and more, visit their website, broadwaycares.org, or on Instagram, at BCEFA. Performing has always been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. I just didn't know what it was. Love I that. thought it was playing pretend, and I was imitating a lot of things that I saw on TV, like the Video Music Awards or the MTV Awards, or like I watched a lot of Kids Incorporated as a kid, and I fell in love with how they just broke out into songs okay. and dance, and I was obsessed with it as yeah. a kid. But like in the same token, like I grew up with three other brothers who, are, and I was not like the other. Okay, you know what I mean. So it, became, it was a struggle of like, why is he doing that? So I would do it in secret or in hiding. You know, I would I would sort of like be on my own, like a loner. And or like I would play school a lot upstairs in like my playroom with like stuffed animals as my students and I'd make beg my parents to get me this like school set with like papers to grade and like report cards and things like that. And like but I I loved playing pretend and I loved like I enjoyed school, so like I wanted to be the teacher. But that was scene work. I was talking to these animals like they were failing. Yeah. And I was literally like, giving them after school projects, like things like, like I was literally, I, like, they were student, <laughs> you know? But like that was acting. That was playing a scene. That was playing pretend. So and I needed no, no, nobody but my imagination. Yeah. Uh, when it came to singing, like I would always sing to like the radio or like my mom would play a lot of Motown or Rudy Houston cleaning. And I, of course, like be by the stereo singing with it while she's cleaning. <laughs> you know, and like we'd have a good time doing it. But like I was literally like in a concert. It meant everything. I love that, man. I love that. (laughs) But, like, I shared a room with a brother that he played, he was great in sports. He went on to play for Rutgers. Like, he, and, like, we were opposites. And, like, it was a struggle because he didn't know what I was, what I was. Right. And I didn't know what I was. Right. You know what I mean? I just, I was having a good time. (laughs) So, we definitely were at, at odds for sure. So, that was, he was, the reason why I sort of, would never have asked because boys didn't dance you know boys didn't do that sort of stuff and I secretly wanted to so bad but like I played the sports instead 
but I looked, I looked so forward to like music class or choir class. You know, I thought that that, like, that, that was my little outlet. And um, I stuck with it. Then I went to church choir, which is okay. <laughs> it was okay. I was too young for it. Okay. My parents put me in it anyway, but it was fine. Then I started football in high school. Also fell in love with cheerleading. But they do not happen simultaneously. But what, because of like my I love for like recreating dances and things, I got drafted to start making the cheerleading dances. Oh, very and cool! So I would do that in like my downtime after practice. I would like then like choreograph and like teach these girls, these these high school girls. And I was in middle school. Oh, yeah, teach these girls like their dances and routines because I, I started studying up on them and like love the idea of that choreography and like making fun movements with their bodies and things like that I fell in love with the ripple effects and all that so I started dancing then then it, the football I would like then sing the national anthem and like my football outfit okay you know, like, yeah, <laughs> okay come down play the game at halftime I'd be looking to see if they're doing the moves right you know what I mean like it was a whole like fiasco you were the producer but man you were running the whole I show all over the joint all over the joint <laughs> But then I got asked to do the musical in high school. Well, I'll go back. So I figured out how to get out of conditioning in football that I would just do impersonations of the coaches. Like, I would do their impersonations for this. And it always pulled me out to make them laugh. <laughs> you know? So, like, I was... That was acting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was comedy. And so all I this guess. time, you didn't... You still didn't sort of have a name for it or a... Pa- like, you were just no. kind of being you. Just being me. Yeah, being, Yeah, and so... I did the musical, did the musical again, and then did another musical that then started conflicting with football, and my coach let me quit the team. He let me quit to go be in the musical. Okay. And then I did the Paper Mill Playhouse thing, the oh. Rising Star program, okay. so I was in the summer camp with kids like me, and we sort of, then, then that was like, oh, wow, okay. Because like, they sort of like, it was like boot camp. Right, right. Then I went to college after that, Monster State, because I knew it from Paper Mill, and did that, and went to college go red hawks yeah and did you was so what was your path like then i mean in terms of i guess at that point mid high school you kind of made the shift high school i knew i knew the theater was fun okay i didn't know what it could be like i didn't think i'd ever be on broadway okay i I didn't know what the hell i was doing i just knew it was fun and like i was good at it i did community theater yeah you know what i mean yeah so you know i had a couple shows underneath the belt yeah 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 I feel you. <laughs> so then I went to Montclair State, and I had this teacher named Clay James who changed my life. Okay. Was like, he, he wasn't there for games. You know, I think he found something in, in me that he really believed in and, like, pushed me super hard and, like, humbled me super duperly, uh-huh. you know, because, like, but gave me these experiences that I then took with me for life. Like, for instance, like, we were doing A Grand Night for Singing, which is a musical sort of musical review, and, like, I was a pretty good singer, I thought, <laughs> and I didn't get cast in the show. He didn't cast me, but I, he put an asterisk next to my name, and I was devastated. I didn't get a good part. Like, I couldn't believe it, and he was like, well, I have a bigger plan for you. Turned out he wanted me to assist him because we had some, these Chinese exchange students coming, and my job was to take them under my wing and teach them the show. Wow. You know what I mean? But like, at first I hated it, but then right. I was like, oh. But looking back at it, like, I learned how to be a swing. I learned how to put somebody in a show. I learned how to pull something out of someone with a language barrier. Wow. You know, and then I got, I eventually got to do a show, so I was pretty happy about it. Yeah. But Lily and Seth got to come to America, be a part of our program, and be in the show, and I helped with that. So what a cool experience. And then another teacher 
which I'm pretty sure this shouldn't have happened, but he did, he premiered his musical and had me choreograph it and didn't pay me. But <laughs> sounds about college, right, yeah. As a college kid, like I was so down. Yeah, you know what I mean. He sent yeah. me the music and we did a lab of it, and like it was great. That's amazing, dude. I mean, I my experience with Montclair is is kind of wild, and and it's just amazing uh, that Clay James was such a important person in sort of your timeline as he was for me, in, in, in a different way. But like, you know, I so I didn't audition necessarily for Montclair. I, I was sort of in a transition in my life. I was at another school down in D.C. studying math to be a teacher, and that was sort of my path when I realized that. You know, theater and music had always sort of been important to me, and I never really gave it a full shot. And I, I didn't really think it could be anything other than like a hobby. And uh, once I started to like make that shift and think of it, you know, and push myself and and try to see how far I could go, Clay James just kind of came there at the right time and and gave me a chance. And I had went and visited the school, and I only knew about the school because a friend that I grew up with uh, was going there. And I sort of chatted with him. We talked for hours, which is probably the most I've ever spoken to him since then. You know, (laughs) um, but yeah, he gave me a shot. He gave me a chance to be in the upcoming freshman class just like that. And I all of a sudden, like overnight, my life completely changed and basically was trying to play catch up ever since. But yeah, for sure. But then that's that's what it's about, right? Opportunity meeting like preparation or seeing the potential. And that's how I got my first job. Jeff Calhoun cast me in High School Musical. I think because he saw potential. Yeah. You know, he, he, he saw a shot. You know what I mean? And like, thank goodness he did because that started this whole sort of thing. It yeah. started it all. So yeah. I was in High School Musical for like 19 months and it was like the best job ever because we were playing high school kids <laughs> and it was, and I was the youngest one. Well, no, a girl came after me named Melinda. She was younger. Okay. Melinda Sullivan. She's amazing. Okay. But like, what fun for a nineteen-year-old to be on this national tour? Yeah, and that um, that show is just—I mean, that movie is everything. You know what I mean? Right. It's, so the so. show was just like dumb, stupid fun. <laughs> I love it. And I got to learn like how amazing shows are. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, big shows and like, especially a Disney show. Like, it's incredible. Yeah, and it feels like it fits right up, sort of, in how your life was. It was before. the perfect thing because I got to cheerlead in the show. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. So I finally made it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to cheerlead in the show, and like I got to do my tumbling and all that stuff. It was, it was great. It was perfect. That's awesome, man. Yeah, and it's just fun. It seems like as a kid, you just were always trying to have fun, tell stories, play around. Like so, it's just I didn't know where it would go. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, when I when I grew up, the house I grew up in sort of had these big trees in the in the backyard. And I remember my buddy who lived across the street, Adam, we would just go back there for hours during the day after school and just play game. Like, I mean, create this world amongst the trees. And like, it's so interesting exactly. hearing you say that, you know, thinking yeah, I back. I fully convinced my best friend, John, that I was a vampire slayer. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I, I'd be like jumping fences thinking I was doing something. Do you know what I mean? Like. He's like, what do you want to do tonight? I'm like, I can't actually go hunt. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. But I was watching Buffy at the time, and I was convinced that I can do it too. Hell yeah, man. I mean, oh, but like, that... I was also convinced I was a Power Ranger. Oh, you know I mean? 100%. Like, fully. 100%. Fully. <laughs> you know I had like six of those costumes. Of course. <laughs> Like, I make my friends, like, you have to wear your colors today. 
Yes, it's so real, man. I mean, a, a, a phrase that my mom would always say is like that throw around is like this kid at heart. And, and you know, how important it is to be a kid at heart. My grandfather, her father, she would always refer to him as a kid at heart, even in his very old age. And, like, uh-huh. it, it's that, you know, it's that concept of, like, and that's probably... Uh, physical you, energy. Yeah, and I don't know if you've reflected on it, but I'm sure that has a lot to do with your success in your career right now. It's just you being able to go all in and have a ton of fun and just... And not take yourself too seriously and, and try to connect with people. Like, you've been doing it since you were a kid. Is this a therapy session? Because I'm into it. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Like, look, if you got to enjoy it. You have to enjoy it. Yeah. If you look back on it, like, I've enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. You know? What you don't know is sometimes I'm terrified on stage. Like, sometimes I get super stage fright and, like, you know, or sometimes you come, like, things happen in life that's, like, I wish the audience would never know, but they, they would never know, but, like, the theater is a great place to, like, work shit out, you know, and, and I've never had the same show twice, really, and that's what I love about it, it's, yeah. like, it's such a valid play space yes. to sort of, to play and to feel and to react and to act, you know, so that's why it's important for us to stay honest and to, to get performances that people can connect to. Yeah, you know, and that's also what a good director does. So Des is amazing with that sort of stuff, of like being truthful and being sort of every every director I've had really has been about you know being yourself and putting yourself in it and like bottling up the emotions and peppering your performance. <laughs> yeah, I you know love I mean? that. Like, Ratatouille, yeah. like like season that shit with 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 realness, and that's what people want. They want something that they can sort of feel too. They don't want to look at it in a glass. They want to, like, be in it with you. You want to give the emotions and feelings that, like, are real. Yeah. This idea of wanting to be in in it rather than looking through a glass and sort of being on the outside looking in, I feel... On the outside, I was looking in There he is. Nice. Nice. <laughs> um... You know, feeling like my pursuit of the career, my my pursuit of my creativity and my artistry, I have felt very much as if I am like behind this screen, pretty close to it, but not able to break through and be in the room. And I've realized that if I just sort of fucking jump into it, you know, and be immerse myself into it, go all in, full out, nothing holding me back, no doubt, and just fall into it. I'll feel a lot more like I'm meant to be here rather than questioning if I'm enough, you know? Well, first of all, you are meant to be here. Thank you. But the thing is that you always have to be full out. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry Mitchell told me that. You have to be 100%, yeah. Full out. Yeah, always, man. Because then that gives me the thing of like, I could have done it better. You have to be full out. (laughs) That's it. Like, no discussion. Yeah, you have to be full out. Yeah, that 100, man. Yeah, that's like, it. Like, in rehearsals, like, in A2 Pro, when I first got it, like, I was singing all the time. Like, I was stepping... It, you have to be full out. Just... <laughs> yeah, 100. You know, like, it's, it's amazing. So that means, like, putting your shit out there, like, putting your work out there, like, putting a project out there, like, they say this, but it, you're showing up for yourself. It takes a lot of... A lot of it faith. It takes a lot of trial and error. Yeah. It takes a lot of, of like, gassing yourself up. It takes a lot of preparation because you don't want to throw something out there that's not ready or something that's going to, like, you know, 
But like knowing, okay, I'm proud of this, or like I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna okay. You want it? You want it? There's always voices saying you're not good enough, or or my, for me, my voice is saying don't do boys, don't do that. Sometimes you have these like fight or flight moments, and now I'm at a point where I'm like fight. But there's there's always a, a doubt, and there's always a voice of like no, just don't, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Or, or, but there's always a question because we care so much about our art and it's a very sensitive thing. But I believe every opportunity is something to learn from and something to grow from. And don't don't block your blessings. I I pray that I don't block the things that I prayed for. You know, that's something that has been in my brain, you know, recently with everything coming and like, you know, getting ready for things or opportunities. Like, you pray for this. Yeah. You want this. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, it's sometimes I... Like Shia LaBeouf. Do it! Do it! Do it! You gotta learn from the past and mistakes that I've made and things that I've, you know, yeah. gone through. Nothing is perfect, you know? Like, uh, being on tour and things, you miss out on a lot of things. And you miss out on a lot of... You know, I got tired of missing birthdays. Or I got tired of, like, you know, just feeling like a visitor. So there's give and takes to all, all of it. Yeah. So I'm actually able to... I, I'm coasting on this director thing still. Okay. So right now, like, I'm, I'm getting an outlet in working with students and their musicals right now. Okay. Yeah, so um, I'm working on a production of Legally Blonde. Yes, yeah. I'm working on yeah. a production of Grease. Okay, I'm also working to maybe direct a show in New Jersey... I'm smoking Joe's Cafe. Oh, awesome, man. And I would love to direct it. You yeah. Know, sort of do that. I'm also doing my own, like, cabaret shows where I sing songs that I can never sing in the real world. <laughs> you know, so I can sing any sort of fucking Broadway song that I want. Or Hell like, yeah. You know, or, like, and, and connect with people and make it, like, a small, intimate evening because social distance is, is it. Yeah, it's you it. Know, so I'm <laughs> able to, to have a small group of people that I can share a concert with. Yeah, so yeah. yeah you do I mean no doubt you know gotta keep rising you gotta keep rising <laughs> <laughs> and the nose don't mean no it means not right now <sighs> yeah man that's it I mean that is it not right now Boys yeah ready. yeah cause if you just listen to the nose then like you know you just wouldn't have then done coming out. but also wait we also get into the habit of saying they're doing that why aren't I and that is like a real thing because you want to support the people, but then there's also like a, there's always a thing. There's always like a, oh, they got that? Like, okay, what about, yeah. what about me? Oh, what there he is. Me? Us two for two, baby. So like, so like, you, so you have to sort of support your tribe, but also like, don't let it break your ego, you know, because what's for their path is their path. You, you'll have your own path. That's it. And just because they're there, you don't know how they got there. There's no fast track, really. You know, you can't just say, why they? They worked hard. And ultimately, the more time that I'm going to think about how they got there or, or that they're that's there. That's less time than, than, than you're doing something. That's it. Right, and that's chipping away at your, your clock, your your mojo clock. Moment, 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 but also, like, start small, because if you see things too far, like, what's happening today? Yeah, that's it. I mean, I, I have this, like, horrible skill of overthinking so much to the point where I can create this entire reality, future reality that doesn't... Oh, for sure. <laughs> I create entire dimensions. I cre- Yes, yes. And everybody, the cast does not know it, but I do. 
<laughs> Do you know what I mean? And that is a whole, like, that. that's also the curse of having such a vivid imagination and vivid mind. And, like, but then there's also a, a way to, like, spiral, but have somebody that you can reach out to and say, hey, and, like, that's one of the things that I valued about this business is finding really good friends that I can, like, show my crazy to <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and, and work on shit or, like, vent and be, it'd be a safe space. Are you engaged? I'm married. Yeah, we sort of officially unofficially because we wanted, we were supposed to get married in Italy this past October, but that obviously did not happen. And so we were like, fuck it, let's get married on our rooftop. And uh, we just wow. did it. Yeah, so we wanted to keep our date and, and we just did. And it actually ended up being such a special day. And we walked downtown to Little Italy. And, uh, so you did go to Italy. And we did, man, we did. And even better, like, I mean, we moved back to the city in September. And this past six months, like, literally, hilariously, actually, has just, like, I have fallen in love with New York City for the first oh, time. Good. You know, like, yeah. you know? I'm making my way back, but so slowly. Oh, dude, what do you, you no know, rush, man, no rush. So you got a good thing going for sure. But yeah, so we're hoping to get married next. We're thinking actually about postponing it again just to be super safe. But we, we, we push it to a year because got to have that Italian celebration, man. Let's go. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's and awesome. That's been a wonderful thing is having a partner in, in this time. Somebody you can like have fun with or somebody you can talk to. And like we sort of got to know each other differently, you know, just with conversation because of distance and all that. Yeah, it was, it's 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 good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was just out of a bad relationship. Well, I, I ended a relationship that sort of like devastated me for a while. And then I just met this person on a bike and it was sort of, it's been an interesting ride. <laughs> Get it, bike ride. How do you compartmentalize that and still bring your joy and light and love to the stage? It was rocky. It was hard. Because I'd be on stage singing these love songs and, like, crying. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, it didn't work for a while. Yeah. And I actually had to go. I went to talk to someone about it. Because this is the, my first real heartbreak. My first real sort of, like, trauma with that. And um, it, it wasn't. I didn't like it. I didn't like what I was becoming. And it, like, felt like I felt like a, a piece of me was gone. You know, and I had to really work on that and myself and take the time to heal because it wasn't, it wasn't, the way it happened, it was just, it was, it was a, it was a lot of bullshit that I wish upon no one. I, I just read something today. It said something like, you are not a machine. You're more like a garden that constantly needs spruning certain amount of water certain amount of light changing the soil it, it needs to be tended to taken care of whereas like a machine is expected to just run and run and run and i think oftentimes i think we think of ourselves as that way we're just supposed to snap up wake up the next day be better brush it off good to go and i think and a lot of times we can a lot of times we can but when somebody has your heart, when somebody has your heart, it's for me, it's a different thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know I expect it to affect you the way that it does, but it does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm <laughs> fine. He's warm. He's warm. With performing, I feel like, you know, you're sort of giving almost like a little chunk of your heart away. Like you're like... Or Not just a little, a yeah. lot. I'm exhausted. Yeah. yeah. The way I see it is like you, you bring what you have that day and like 
Cool. You know what I mean? Like that, that was a dark time. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. It needs to be replenished somehow for sure. But also I, I think that that helped because I was in so many different friend groups. I floated around to a lot of different friend groups, like the jocks, the cheerleaders, the theater kids, the the misfits. I was sort of all over the place, so I got something from everyone. Yeah, I think that also helped me with my acting career. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like I, the preps. I worked at Abercrombie and Fitch at one point. Do you know what I mean? Like I, you know, like I had a lot of different like sort of things. Yeah, that, I'm still friends with my friends from high school. Isn't that weird? Oh, I love that. I can't say Isn't the that same, weird? but like, that I'm still friends with them. That is pretty special for sure. Oh, like they all sort of check in on me. They're like, they're like, we're proud of you, man. It's like they're all these straight men that like have kids, like, and I'm like, thank you. Like, I was a different guy back then, but like they don't care. They love me. Absolutely, man. They just want to see you shine. Yeah, I'm 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 so excited for you, and I just I'm really happy that you that you shared a little bit of yourself with me, and and uh, I can't wait to see what comes next for you, man. Thank you so much. And Likewise. Uh, yeah, can't wait to show the world. Let's go. Mm. Let's, Let's it. go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate you, Jelani. Thank of you. Be well. Talk you, to you soon. You as well. Peace. Bye. All right, here we are. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. If you've never had the pleasure of seeing Jelani perform on stage, well, well, that day will come soon enough as the world continues to heal and Broadway comes back. One of the things I love about Jelani, you can tell, he just, he don't mess around. (laughs) He's the real deal. He is the definition of what we were laughing about, that full-out mindset and way of life. Jelani is an extremely hard worker. He's spent years perfecting his craft, building industry relationships, pushing his limits, working hard to evolve as a performer and as a human being. And yet, he can reflect with such simplicity in a way that proves that when you focus on what is meaningful to you, you build a meaningful life. I mean, simple. When you lose the you in what you do, then what's the point? If you're not asking why it's important to you, chances are it's not that important. I think that's how we make the most of this time we have, however much time we get. And I also wanted to point out that Jelani said, give to others if you can, if you can. If we spread ourselves too thin or fear what people will think of us if we say no, then we risk burning out and helping no one. Ultimately, if we are not in shape, if we don't take care of ourselves, how are we going to effectively give to others? Thanks again for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast, write comments and reviews, and share with friends and family. The best place to reach me is on Instagram, at Sharon Feelings. Message me anytime. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon.